Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. The Foundations Podcast, October 16th, 2016. Oh, hey, how's it hanging, FC? It's Bobby, and I just feel really casual today, you know? It's fall, and excited to be here dishing it out, you know, sharing my view, shooting the breeze. Yeah. So, hey, here's what's happening right now at Foundations Church. The plunge is November 6th. This is our baptism service, so if you've recently made the decision to follow Jesus Christ and are ready to take the next step in obedience, let us know in the Connect Center or at foundationschurch.tv. Also on November 6th, we're meeting for our next trip to Ethiopia. If you're interested in being a part of the incredible things happening over there, come meet with us directly after the service and get the deeds on that. This Sunday is College Day at the LaCourse Home after the second service with all the accoutrement. Free food, table tennis, it's, it's not ping pong, seriously dudes. Uh, football, sundry other activities and whatnots, and it's open to all college students. So check out the details on our Facebook event or on the calendar on our website. Right? That's pretty much all I got right now. Without further ado, I present to you the man with a one-track mind like a six-lane highway who keeps things a half-mile wide like a French NASCAR driver. Yeah, Pastor everybody give it up Graves. for John Butts. John is, uh, John is in our first service, and um, he does a fantastic job and we approve of the foam finger because it says OU number one fan. Um, That's why. Uh, But no, he does a fantastic job just making people feel welcome um, the moment that they're pulling in. And I just want to say thank you to all of you that serve in the different, man, varieties, the different aspects that you serve here at Foundations Church because we could not do it without you guys. Um, it, it is just true. The, the ability and the way the foundation, our growth is greatly going to be determined by the growth of our volunteers as well. And so I just want to say thank you. And if you are looking for a place to get involved and to start serving, we believe one of our core values is save people, serve people. And we have these cards out in the lobby. They're right there on the trays as you walk out. And it's so simple. You just check a box and sign your name and put your info down there and we'll get a hold of you. But this is why we believe save people, serve people. We believe, man, that there's such a calling on each and every one of our lives that everybody can do something. And so we serve people so that the serve people may become saved people. And if we didn't have a children's ministry and we didn't have volunteers down there to help and to work and to be down there and not just, we don't just babysit kids. Man, we're investing in kids' lives at an early stage because it is hugely important. And so, man, if that wasn't happening, parents could be down here receiving what they wanted. If we don't have parking lot greeters and, and, and inside greeters, 
leaders. Man, people aren't ever going to be said hi, and people make their mind up whether they're coming to church in the first five minutes or not. And so it is a big deal. And so if you want to get involved in serving here at Foundation Church, grab one of these. You can put it in the offering boxes out there or take it to the Connect Center after service because we would love to get you involved and see you serving here at Foundation Church. Um, today we're in a series called, <clears throat> not that, um, called I Love God, But. I love God, but, and really the takeoff and, and kind of the spinoff on the big idea for this series is this, is that many of us, when we were dating, when we were in relationships, um, when we were courting, whatever you want to say, um, you used this line or this line was used on you, I love you, but it's not you, it's me. I love you, but it's, you're just not the right person. I love you, but it's not the right time. I, I love you, but, and we've talked about how this is really similar to our relationship with God. And today I want to talk to you about, I love you, God, but I'm overwhelmed. Previous weeks, we've talked about I've got commitment issues. The week before that, we talked about I've got unforgiveness and hate and today I want to talk to you about a topic that's just so accurate. So, I mean, just mo a lot of us are dealing with, and we are at this place, and we feel overwhelmed. We feel anxious. We're stressed out. We're worried. In fact, uh, just to be real honest, when I talked about this, some of you started stressing out, right? Let's, just, let's be honest. Let's be, I know. I know. I'm the pastor, but I know. I talk about serving. You're like, I, I I, that's just one more thing. That's just one more thing. I don't know. I want to be a safe person, but I don't know if I can serve people, you know? And, and, and you're just, you're, you're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. You're anxious. And I got to say, we are a culture right now that we get anxious about a lot of things really easily if we really boil it down. In fact, I started researching kind of top things that stress us out, that freak us out, that make us anxious. And I came up with my own top five list of things I saw on the internet because if it's on the internet, then it's gotta be true, right? So, um, top five things that make us anxious easily. Number one, your phone being at 1%. Um, you have 1% battery life left and you know you're freaking out because you're not going to be able to get back on Instagram or Facebook or, um, you know, you don't use it to call anymore, um, but you're, you're like, what am I going to do? I don't have any place to charge it. Ah! Um, your phone's at 1%. The second thing, um, seeing someone you know in public but not remembering their name. And, and you've met them like five times. And you're like, oh, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, hey, what's up, man, what's up, man? And you never say their name because you forgot their name. And then your buddy or your spouse comes up and like, oh, who's this? And you're like, dog, got it. Why did you ask who's this? You know, because you can't remember Steve's name. Um, seeing someone you don't know, well, you know in public, but not remembering their name. This is a big one for me. Driving on the highway and a police car drives behind you. You're going the speed limit, and this isn't a hate towards our police officers. We love our police officers. Um, but this, 
Let's just be honest. You're going 65, the speed limit's 65, but when you pass a cop, you freak out and so does the person driving. Are you going to speed limit? Are you going to speed limit? Cop, cop. You know, they're like, cop. Like you're riding dirty or something. You know, you're like, what's going, what's going on? Um, you're just like, ah. You know, it freaks you. It freaks me out. Every time a cop gets behind me, I'm like, are my tags? Yes, my, I've got my inspection tags are good. I'm going the speed limit. I haven't stolen anything. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, and, and like, you will slow down slower than the speed limit, won't you? Because um, you're like, just go past me and I'll feel better. Um, causes anxiety in us. Number four, um, going through security at the airport. You know, like when you've got all the stuff and you're getting ready to go on a long flight and you're going through security and you've got to get everything out of your bag and you've got to take your shoes off and you've got to take your belt off and your rings and, and you've got to remove your laptop and send it all through. And then the more stressful part to me is trying to put it on as fast as possible, right? Like I just throw a belt into a loop and I'm walking down the belt's like this and I just got my shoes in the hand and I put my computer back in, but I'm walking everything because I don't want to hold anybody up because you can hear the disdain for people behind you like, hurry up, oh. get anxious. Number five, the, the fifth thing that causes us anxiety very easily is when you get on an airplane and a mom sits by you with a toddler or younger and you're going on a four hour flight. Let's be real. You're like, oh no. And, and, and the opposite is true too. That mom with the toddler and the little baby is just as anxious as you are about them sitting right next to you. They're like, please behave, please behave. Don't yell, just sleep, just sleep, just sleep. There, there's anxiety. And, and here's the deal. We are anxious people. We have become a culture that tends to worry about everything and doesn't pray about anything. We're a culture that, man, we've got technology to assist. Everything moves faster and quicker. We have time management books. We have self-help books. And yet we're more anxious now than we've ever been in our entire lives. And it would be, it would be fantastic. You're like, Justin, it would be awesome if all I was anxious about was when a police officer gets behind me on the highway because I'm going too fast. It'd be, it'd be fantastic if that I was just stressed out about my phone, but man, you're here and, and this is life. You're stressed out about your finances. You're stressed out about your kids. You're stressed out about your friends. You're stressed out about your job. You're stressed out about your health. You've got all this anxiety. There's things that aren't even happening that are in the future that you are anxious and, and, and you don't have enough time and you've got so much on your plate and you're running around and it seems like you don't have enough hours in the day and you're here and you say, Justin, I love God and, and, and everything else, but man, I, I love him. But I'm overwhelmed right now. I, I am stressed out. And, and here's why this is a big deal, because stress and anxiety is going to be a part of life, unfortunately. It's going to be things that we encounter on a weekly, on a monthly, on a yearly at least basis. And how you and I handle and interact with stress and anxiety will greatly determine the quality of our life. 
It will greatly determine the quality of our relationships and it will determine if we live this John 10, 10 life out, life and life more abundantly or if we just struggle through. Because I am not just about surviving in life. I want to thrive through life. Man, I want to make a difference in life. And how I handle anxiety, how we handle anxiety and stress and those overwhelming moments, man, is going to greatly determine the quality of our life. So, so how do we get there? What's, what's the correct way to handle anxiety. What's the correct way? You're here and you say, Justin, I'm overwhelmed. Now what? Well, here's what I want to give us. Uh, It's just a few things about how to deal with anxiety. And the first thing I would tell you is this. Anxiety won't just go away. You have to throw it away. Anxiety won't just go away. You have to throw it away. here's, Here's what Peter told us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all your anxiety. Some of us, we grew up said, learning it, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Now, the word cast means to throw. And it's, it's not like this, you know, when you, when you get into a, when you start fishing, right? We, we kind of all, some of you are fishermen here. I am not, I'm not, I do not claim to be a fisherman. Um, but you, you're here, you, you kind of, when you think of cash, you think of this gentle, some of you are like, oh, no, I'm just playing. I'm not going to do it. Um, but you're like, you, you think of cash and it's this gentle, smooth moment, movement. That, that's not what the Bible is saying here. It's not saying just, just kind of cast it out there. No, it's saying throw that thing out there. Throw it like you stole it. I mean, throw it away. Get it away. Throw your anxiety on him. Throw it. Get rid of it. But you know what most of us do? We can, we can get rid of it and we're like, okay, here you go. Here you go. And we leave it there for like 30 minutes, right? We're like, okay. Here's my cares. Here's my anxiety, God. Here's my stress. Here's my overwhelming moment. And we give it to him for like 30 minutes and then God doesn't do anything. We're like, well, what are you doing, God? What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. And we just reel that thing back in, don't we? That's what we do. And we go, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast my cares this time over here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk away from it. I'm gonna walk away. And, and it's over there and it's no longer part of me. Yes. And then a day passes. A week passes and it doesn't get better. And what do we do? We reel it back in to our lives. And for many of us, this is what our life looks like. This is how we handle anxiety. It's not that we have not tried. It's that we just keep reeling it back in. We cast, we're, we're acting like we're fishermen with this instead of throwers. And God is calling you, he's calling me to throw our anxiety, our worries, our cares on him. And here's why. Because he cares for you. He he cares for you. When, when When we get anxious, when we get stressed, when we get overwhelmed, we forget what we need to remember and we remember what we should forget. 
And we forget that, you know what? Even though I'm stressed, even though I'm anxious, God's for me. God, God is for me. He is behind me and he cares for me. And when I understand the bigness that the creator of this universe cares for me, I can throw my anxiety, I can get rid of my anxiety and I can give it to him. But here's the deal. If we're gonna throw it, we've gotta do two things. The first thing is this, is that you cannot choose to, you cannot change what you refuse to confront. You cannot change what you refuse to confront. Some of us just hope that our anxiety will go away. We hope that our stress, that, that our overwhelming feelings will go away. And because we just want to hope it away, we think, well, I'm going to wake up one morning and it's going to change. That's not, that's not how it works. You can't change what you don't choose to confront because what you don't confront, you can't cast. What you don't choose to confront, you can't surrender because you're not choosing to acknowledge it. It's almost like uh, last week, Casey and I go to bed on Saturday night and I wake up at two in the morning and I smell some. I'm like, oh, what is that smell? And I thought it was, I'd be honest, I thought it was my breath. I was like, man, you need to floss more and brush your teeth on a more consistent basis. I, I do good. But I was like, what is going on? And I start smelling some more and I'm like, that, that's like natural gas. And I wake up and I like try to get out of the bed as, as quietly and ninja-like as possible. And I get out and I go into my, my kitchen and dummy me turns a light switch on, right? You're not supposed to turn a light switch on when you smell gas. It's like the first thing you learn watching action movies. And so I go in, I turn, I turn the, the lights on and I'm like, and one of us, it's probably me, um, one of us had bumped into the stove or turned the stove on and gas had been leaking since five that night, 5 p.m. And I woke up at 2 a.m. And it was like all over the place. And I was like, oh, you know, and I'm like, I go in and wake Casey. I'm like, Casey, 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 Casey. It's like, what? What do you want? I go, hey, there's like, we're getting ready to explode. You know, I'm like totally extreme. We're getting ready to explode. We are going to die if you do not wake up right now. And, and she's like, are, she goes, are you awake? Um, are you dreaming right now? I'm like, I am fully cognizant of what's going on. I am aware. I am here. We got to do something. And it was two in the morning. Can I tell you, I did not want to confront the issue that was, I wanted to go to bed. I wanted to sleep it off. It may have been the best night of sleep ever. But my refusal to confront it would have left us blowing up, right? The Graves house would have been like, bam, they're gone. It would have blown up. In my, and, and here's the deal. Some of us, we, don't ref, we refuse to confront the issue. We put our heads in the sand. I've seen parents that refuse to confront them. My kids, man, my kid, I, I had a friend growing up, his parents, he was a drug addict. Man, he was an alcoholic. His parents just never refu refused to look, refused to look, refused to confront. And you know what? Eventually, now that he's a grown adult, it's blown up in their face. And what you and I refuse to confront, we cannot change. You can't just hope it away. You can't just have well, maybe, no, 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 you got to confront it so that you can cast it, so you can throw it away. The second thing I would tell you is this, is that you have to pray it away. 
You have to pray it away. Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven says this. Do not be anxious about anything. Let that sink in just for a little bit. This is Paul's instruction to the church in Philippi. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present, meaning make it known, reveal it. Present your request to God and the peace, which that means freedom from worry, and the peace of God, which transcends, which means it is greater than all understanding, which is your way of thinking, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So let's go through this one more time. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make it known, present it, reveal it. Reveal your request to God and the peace, the freedom from worry, which of God, which, go, which is greater than our way of, of thinking, which transcends our understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you anything, every situation, every situation means every situation. Man, pray about everything. Man, in every situation, pray about it. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation. And what I have found that is true in my life and is probably true in your life as well is that, you know what, there, yeah, absolutely, there's gonna be times where we're, we're, we're anxious about finances and we're, we're stressed out about finances, where we're overwhelmed with what's happening at home and in relationships. But you know where a lot of us struggle? It's with the things in the future. It's not the past, it's not the present, it's the what ifs of life. What if my child doesn't turn out this way? What if this doesn't work out financially? What if my life ends here? What if our marriage is here? What if this and what? And we allow our minds and our bodies and our souls to be overwhelmed by the what ifs when we serve the what is. We have a what is God. God is. He's just is. And we allow what if to trump who he is. And he's saying, no, 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 no. You can't just stress about the what ifs, the things that you don't know, the unknowns. You, you cannot be there. But in every situation, in every circumstance, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. And here's his promise. If we can pray, if we can reveal it, if we can throw it away, if we can cast our cares on him, he says, his peace. Not your peace, not the peace that you get from your bank account when you're in the black and not the red, let's be honest. Not superficial peace, but a supernatural peace that only comes from God a freedom from worry that goes way beyond the way you can think and the way that you can understand, it will guard your heart and your mind. And some of you, that's where you're at. You need something to guard your heart and your mind. And that's the peace of God. 
and you got to throw away your anxiety so that you can receive his peace. Second thing I would tell you is this, because some of us were like, okay, Justin, I, I got that, but you know what? Here's where I'm at. And I'm struggling not to have panic attacks every day. I'm struggling to not cry every time I see my spouse. I'm tr- struggling not to have anxiety attacks when I go to work. I, I, I can't sleep. You wake up with the, the night sweats. I've been there. I, I have been there. When we built this church, our finances were here, and this church bill was here. And I heard, man, if it's God's will, it's his bill, but I wasn't buying it. Let's be honest. I'm just being real with you today. It was a, I woke up every night for about two months and I was stressed and I was maxed out and I knew what I needed to do and I knew I needed to pray about it and I knew I needed to throw it, but I kept reeling that thing back in like I was on a deep fish, like excursion in Costa Rica. Or I mean, I was reeling that bad boy back in. I hear what you, I, I appreciate the tangible, but... I'm drowning. I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed right now in my life. What, what about that? What, what do you do when you're barely treading water and you feel like everything is flooding in around you? Well, here's what I want you to understand is that your flooding point is God's rallying point. Your flooding point is God's rallying point. Um, I, I love this point. Um, I could have just gotten up here and preached this point. Um, w- when a flash flood happens, it just happens. It comes without warning. That's why it's called a flash flood. One of our, our church members, Steve Nussbaum, was coming back from a Oklahoma Cindy Thunder game and a flash flood hit while he was on the Turner Turnpike. And I mean, there was nowhere to go. They couldn't back up. They couldn't go forward. And water came up like in an instant, all the way up to almost his engine and his doors, and they got out of their car, they convinced a semi-truck driver, and some of you are freaking out, you're anxious right now, because I'm talking about a semi-truck driver, and you're like, they're, they're stealing people, they're stealing people, um, and they get up into the truck, and they, they're, they're safe, because they're at a higher place, but I mean, it came out of nowhere, and it just flooded, and that's what your life feels like. There's a saying that, that people say, when it rains, it pours, right? When it rains, it pours. When there's one bill that comes in that you weren't expecting, there's many bills that start coming in that you weren't expecting. When one thing breaks at the house, many things break at the house. When one kid goes crazy, all the kids go crazy. When, when it rains, it pours. Something that's just one thing, it's, it's this overwhelming things and you feel like your life is being flooded and you're just going, what, what? I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm about to drown in my anxiety, in my, I am being overwhelmed. Listen to what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19. It says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, when he tries to overwhelm you, The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. I want to leave this up for just a second. When the enemy comes in like a flood, he is going to try to overwhelm you. 
He's going to try to come in and, and when it rains, it pours. When he comes in like a flood and you are anxious and you are overwhelmed, it says the spirit of the Lord will, rise, will lift up, will rise up a standard against him. Now, I have heard this verse growing up, growing up in Sunday school. Some of you are like, ah, Sunday school, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've memorized this verse before, but I gotta be real honest. I never knew what standard meant. Like, oh, it sounds awesome. Well, what's a standard? You know, like lift it up. Go on. Go on, God. Whatever that standard is, lift it because I need it, you know? And, and that's just me being honest. Here's what standard means out of the Webster's Dictionary. It means a conspicuous object such as a banner carried at the top of a pole to mark a rallying point, especially in battle. A conspicuous object such as a banner carried at the top of a pole to mark a rallying point, especially in battle. Now, rally means this, to revive one's strength or spirit. So here's what this verse is saying. When the enemy comes in like a flood, when you are overwhelmed, you're at your flooding point, you're at your overwhelm point, the spirit of the Lord comes in and he raises up a standard. He lifts up a banner over your life and he says, I am not done. You may be at your end, but now I am, brief, I am building your inner strength and your inner spirit and I am rallying you to a greater cause. That is what I am doing. I, this isn't my end point. This is my rally point. And I am lifting up a standard against the enemy that wants to come in because the word of God says, greater is he who is lifting up a standard over my life, who is rallying my cause. Greater is he than he that is in the world, than the thing, the force that is coming in, flooding your life. Your rally point is greater. It's bigger. It's mightier. It's been that way all throughout the Bible. Man, you look at David and Goliath. There are 40 trained, so there, there's hundreds of trained soldiers that are looking at David for 40 days, looking at Goliath for 40 days. Nobody has the courage because they're overwhelmed at the size of him. Nobody wants to take him on and they're at this standstill. And David comes in, it's still the size, but he said, you know what? I am raising up a standard for you, David. I am rallying you and not telling you to run away. Your object may look too big for you. It may be too big. You don't know how you're gonna handle it. You don't have to handle it on your own because when the enemy comes in like a flood, God says, I'm raising up a standard and I am rallying you. You may be like Gideon and you feel outnumbered. The numbers are too, the, the problems are too numerous. You don't have enough answers. You don't, you've got more problems than you have answers for. You got more bills than you've got money for. And God says this, man, you may be outnumbered like Gideon. The camels were like the, 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 the sands on the shore. They couldn't even be counted. But God raised up a standard. And he said, mighty man of God, I know what I've created you for and I am rallying you. You may feel outnumbered, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You look at Pharaoh and Moses and Egypt and the Israelites and God sends 10 plagues to Pharaoh to free the Israelites and they're walking out and this seems to see like the light at the end of the tunnel. They're like, yes. And they get to this place where they're camping by the Red Sea and Pharaoh changes his mind. And the greatest army in the whole world comes in and they're trapped. The Red Sea, the very thing 
blocking them. The very thing trapping them is the thing that God uses to deliver them. Because he raises up a standard and he says, you know what, I'm going to use the very thing that is trapping you and the very thing that you feel like you can't get free from and the very thing that you don't think you can get away from, I'm going to use that and I'm going to use it as a rallying point and I'm going to use it to display my greatness. The disciples, man, there was the storm on the Sea of Galilee and they thought this was the end and Jesus was like, what are you freaking out about? I got this under control and he speaks to the storm and it quiets down at the crucifixion. All the disciples leave but one. One of them totally like betrays him and commits suicide. One of them, the, the pillar of the church, Peter, denies even knowing him. After three and a half years, they're still a mess. They think this is the end. And Jesus said, oh, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm still raising up. I'm just, I'm just starting. I'm starting a rally. I am infusing and I am renewing strength and spirit and I am getting ready to advance my church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're dealing with, but here's what I know. God is lifting his banner and don't you quit and don't you get overwhelmed with what's going in around you, but be infused on what God is doing in you and let his banner rally you. Don't walk away but let him move in you and through you and realize that he is doing a great work, that he is lifting up a standard and he's directing you. He hasn't abandoned you. He's with you in battle and he's turning this thing around. Don't you quit. Don't you get overwhelmed. I close with this. We had a lady that was in first service and she said she came up to me after service and she said Justin she goes I gotta be honest she goes I'm an alcoholic and I had the bottle and I was getting ready to pour it and it was going to be my whole day she goes but I know God has called me to a greater life I know that he's, my, my addiction wants to be greater in me than what the Spirit of God is in me. But I feel like God is rallying my life right now and he's lifting up a standard because things are flooding in from the enemy. And can I tell you, that's what God wants to do. You gotta throw it away. You gotta throw everything else away. And if you're going to have your rally moment, man, if you're going to come to this place where you are receiving, your, your, your spirit and your strength is being revived, that God is lifting up his standard in your life, can I tell you, it's got to be in his presence. Like we said earlier, better is one day in your courts. Better is one moment in your presence than thousands Elsewhere. Here's what the psalmist said in Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. It says, in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 18, verse 1 through 3 says, I love you, Lord. 
You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield. He is the power that saves me and my place of safety. I call on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. He is lifting up a standard against the enemy. Psalm 61 verse 1 through 4 says, Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry out to you and when my heart is overwhelmed, when I'm at the place where I'm at my breaking point, I feel like I'm drowning, I'm at my flooding point. Man, that is your rallying point, God. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to a source that is bigger than me. Infuse my strength, infuse my spirit. Rally me, raise up a standard in my life. Lead me to a source, to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been a shelter for me. A strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And I will trust in the shelter of your wings. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lift up your standard. Rally. Renew. Revive my strength in my spirit because I can't do it on my own. Man, you may be overwhelmed, but I pray this morning that you would throw your anxiety away and you would be overwhelmed with the presence of the Holy Spirit that is higher, that is bigger, that is stronger than you or me. I'm going to invite you to stand up across this place and I'm going to ask if you would bow your heads and close your eyes right where you are. This morning, if you're here, you say, you know what, Justin, I am, I am so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious. And I need, man, I need his standard raised in my life. I need him to revive my strength and my spirit. I need to rest in the shelter of the Most High. That's you. I'm not going to embarrass you at all. I just want you to raise your hand right where you are. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now? Yeah. Yeah, there's hands up all over the place. You say, Justin, that's me today. I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed. Man, I'm just anxious. It just seems to be pouring in my life right now. Now just... Raise your hand wherever you are. He said, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do this morning. I asked Shannon to come back up in the worship team. And there is something so powerful about worship, about getting in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this song, so I, I just want to be where you are. I just want to be near your heart. There's nothing like your there's nothing like the presence of the Holy Spirit. As we sing this, I'm going to invite all of you that raise your hands to let it go. Man, to thank God despite your anxiety, to thank God despite you feeling overwhelmed and allow the Holy Spirit to raise His standard in your life as Shannon and the worship team.
lead us in this song. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.